There's a cold silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a cold of silence and it can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting to the Matrix on the 27th of August 2013. For the newcomers to the broadcast, please help yourself to the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com where you'll start to understand the system you're living in where, of course, if you haven't studied uh, how it all began and who was behind it and so on, where they want to go, everything appears to be just willy-nilly uh, and the news media and unrelated to other articles and so on. And everything really is all related because we're living through an agenda. We have been our whole lives and so your parents and grandparents too because the big foundations that sprung up as tax-free philanthropic foundations uh, over a 100 years ago also set up clubs private clubs of the richest people on the planet who decided that they had the right to rule the world and bring in their vision of a future and to unite the world with themselves, of course, as the bosses. And it would be run on a different fashion uh, from and two perspectives too. One perspective for the general public, they would think it would be all nice and happy and hands across the sea. And, and for the elite themselves, who truly believe in eugenics, and uh, their own idea of free trade, which is blocking out all other trade and allowing their own trade to go through, uh, things like that. And to bring in a system where uh, democracy is used as a battering ram to take down the nations that won't join it. But, but by the other hand, too, democracy isn't the old kind of democracy that you thought you once had. Uh, democracy today is just a, a cover, basically, for tyranny to bring in a totally controlled society. It's rather evident to everybody, I'm sure, today. And that's always been the plan, because the big boys at the top didn't believe and still don't believe uh, that the people have uh, the ability to to run their own lives properly. So they wanted a form of socialism. Uh, remember, socialism, too, has two different forms. One, the public think that, that is the, the real one, and they don't realize that at the top they've got the, the big foundations again running the whole show with their version of uh, socialism. Socialism to them at the top is masses of uh, government bureaucracies running the lives minutely from birth to death of every single individual on the planet. And you have to go into the founders of the Fabian Society that, again, was a branch of the Royal Institute of International Affairs, but it was set up to take care of all the working groups and make them think that they were their champions. So you have to go into that too to find out what it's all about. And I go through that at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. So help yourself to the thousands of audios where I take you through the system. And um, you can remember too that you can also get transcripts as well as the audios for prints up in English and all the sites listed at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And you can go into AlanWattSentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages. Remember too, you bring me to you, you can help me take along here, I don't bring on advertisers as guests, I'm not selling all kinds of products and shoving the cash in the bank, I'm just simply uh, doing what has to be done at this time because it will never come again, believe you me, and, uh, and what's happening today is to change the world forever and the way that you live forever, a totally controlled society in so many different ways. And eventually the old man will die off, the old woman will die off, 
and they'll bring in new kinds of clones and so on down the road. That's what transhumanism is all about. Uh, they, they plan to have a better servant class in the future for the elite, and the old kind is obsolete. They'll never get to the top, they'll never rise to the top of anything. That's what they truly believe, and they said that a hundred years ago. That all those that had a capacity for doing so to become awfully rich and, and to get up to in, either inventions or, or manipulating money, they'd already achieved the goals. The old types were all down in the working class, they're all uh, doing, working, doing uh, factory work and things like that. They'd never ever change. Therefore, they believed that uh, evolution had already taken place. And they were the ultimate ones at the top. They still believe that today, by the way. So they want to get you used to the idea of changing humanity through DNA changes and manipulating the genes. And then, of course, transhumanism, even using uh, gender bending too, to get used to that as a way towards the new system. It's not to help people with problems, it's simply to get the whole society accepting that science, which is just basic cosmetic surgery, can actually change your gender, etc., etc. It's cosmetic. Anyway, I go through all of this at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. You can help me by buying the books and discs at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com. And to do so from the U.S. to Canada, remember you can still use personal checks or international postal money orders from the post office, or you can send cash or use PayPal. And for across the sea, you've got Western Union MoneyGram and PayPal. And straight donations are seriously welcome as we go through the planned inflation, which every private uh, central bank is on board with the policies right now. And so uh, by the end of 10 years, your your dollar or your pound or whatever it is you're on will be worth half the purchasing power they had at the start. That's the agenda. That's official policy of them which they've published. Anyway, we're going through a system that most folk don't understand. Uh, They get caught up in today's news. Today's news and the events of today's news were planned sometimes 20, 30 years ago, including the attack, of course, on on, uh, Syria. Uh, That was planned years and years and years ago because I mentioned uh, years ago uh, that uh, when they first started going for Afghanistan, I mentioned the rest of the countries that both Israel and and uh, the U.S. Uh, PNAC group had come out with uh, the countries they wanted to take down, starting with Afghanistan, and they had uh, they had uh, Iraq next, and then they wanted to, the, the Israel wanted them to go right, right into Syria, and bypass Libya, and then take Libya out on the way back. Uh, they did it the other way around there, and of course, eventually they would get around to to a few other countries as well, and they're doing so that pretty well to. to the course. They stand, understand the big boys when they print something from the big think tanks. They mean it. And they don't change their policies. That's why things sound mad at times to most folk at the bottom. When, when the lies, the blatant lies that are put out from the top don't make sense. Remember George Orwell's 1984, where Winston, the character who's the hero, he's really called the last man, the last thinking man who understands what's happening. That, that was going to be the name of the book, actually. And, um, his his top boss and, and torturer, O'Brien, fills him in on reality, true reality. But also O'Brien says to him, he said, if I tell you, Winston, I can fly, he says, you will believe that I can fly. Not just want to, to convince him to, to stop torturing him, you'd have to actually believe it. Same with how many fingers am I holding up, count them. And uh, Orwell, of course, or Winston thought that the right... The right to sanity and freedom was the right to say two and two is four. In other words, use logic. If you, if you don't have the right to use logic, you have nothing at all. And O'Brien said, if I hold up uh, a five, 
instead of four, he says, you will eventually come to believe it is five. It's not good enough to lie. You, you better believe it. And that's what this, this, all this constant repetition is all about today by the professionals and Sunstein at the top and different ones working with him but to do with behavior modification of all the populations, even getting us to a try and accept insanity. And people do prattle on it. Like I say, the gender-bending thing is nonsense. It's cosmetic surgery. It is by a hormonal treatment. There's nothing natural about it. A, a woman is born naturally as a woman, uh, a female, and males too. A woman has a womb and ovaries and so on. She doesn't need excess hormones for anything, and neither does the boy. So what you're seeing is a fake attempt, just to, a cosmetic change, to get you to accept it, that science can do anything, because they do plan to, to eventually bring in new kinds of humans. And many years ago, I went on the air and talked about that, too, from some of the top scientific magazines, where they said they'd have specialized creatures or humans to do specialized jobs in different areas, including even underwater. So this is the agenda you're living through today. I mentioned, too, that the Club of Rome uh, wrote back in the 1970s, and it's a big think tank that advises all governments and the United Nations, Again, a front group for the Royal Institute of International Affairs. Uh, they, they said themselves that democracy would never work, but they would use democracy to get all the agendas through for the wars to blast uh, countries that didn't believe in this fake democracy to get them under the, the, the same system that we're in. And we'll go into that when I come back after these messages. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and talking about the systems it really is as opposed to how it's been projected into your minds through very, very clever techniques to make you think it really is. But uh, you always find the past controls the future because those in charge of the past uh, always control the future. They plan the future, you see, including how the public will accept things down the road and how they'll give you campaigns on, on propaganda, for instance and how it will work, and how they can prepare your minds before anything starts at all. So, very old techniques and lots of scientists involved working with governments and think tanks, always, of course, on every aspect of society. But I go back to the PNAC group, the Project for a New American Century, and that was under, uh, that was uh, came out, of course, into the open with George Bush Jr. and uh, and his pals that wanted all to go to war across the entire Middle East. And uh, we forget too that after the 9/11 uh, incident, they first blamed Osama bin Laden in a cave somewhere in Afghanistan, and the U.S. and the rest of the countries went into into Afghanistan. They already had massed on the border to attack it, uh, and months before uh, anything happened in 9/11. By the way, so it was it was on the cards or going in anyway, and they needed the incident to give them a, a rational explanation to go in. And most folk forget about that too. But anyway, the PNAC group or Project for New American Century. Uh, had a lot in common uh, with Israel. Many of them have dual citizenships and so on and so on. That's what they call them neocons, neoconservatives. They used to be call themselves a type of a liberal the group, in fact, but they didn't compete too well with the other liberal groups that were out there, so they changed their name. 
And after, of course, uh, George Bush was out, they still have another group which they formed to, for the left-wingers to continue the same agenda called the Foundation for the Defense of Democracies, run by the same bunch, by the way. And they manage Obama. And that's why I keep saying you get the same agenda going through the changes in the House or parties. It doesn't matter. And as, as um, Jefferson said, when you see that happening, when the same agendas go through uh, with the changes in the parties or, or the houses, he called it at the time, he said, no, they're under tyranny. And you truly are. Anyway, the, the PNAC group put out in the year 2000, Rebuilding America's Defenses. The strategy of forces and resources for a new century it was called. It's a PDF, and I'll put it up tonight for those who want to wade through it, because I read a lot of this stuff on the line, and uh, a lot of propaganda in there too, which is rather transparent for those who've, uh, who are used to understanding propaganda techniques. I'll put it up tonight for those that want to read it, but what I'll do in the meantime is read a, a summary of it, a condensed version and it says, Rebuilding America's Defenses, a summary blueprint of the PNAC plan for U.S. global hegemony, as it was called. And it says here that when the Bush administration started lobbying for war with Iraq, remember, too, they started with Afghanistan and they changed their sights to Iraq. And they even got the media to go on board to try and say that Iraq had been behind 9-11, even though they hadn't been. And that came out during the inquiry later on. And Bush himself said, no, I never said that Saddam had anything to do with 9-11. He's just a bad, bad man. And the world's better off without him. So he can do that with anybody he wants, basically. And that caused thousands and up to millions of deaths, actually. After all, they starved half of the population before they actually, with embargoes, before they actually invaded and slaughtered them. Anyway, it says here uh, that... Uh, the Bush administration started lobbying for war with Iraq and they used as rationale a definition of preemption, generally meaning anticipatory use of force in the face of an imminent attack. That was an Israeli uh, concept which uh, goes back to the Bible. If you suspect uh, someone may down the road attack you for something, because maybe perhaps, for instance, you, you do something they won't like, they may attack you, then what did you do is you have a preemptive, you take them out first. And the U.S. copied that strategy. Lots was written at the time that why is America taking Israeli's policies and techniques? And, uh, of course, it got nowhere because you're all under the same influence. Anyway, it says here, generally meaning anticipated use of force in the face of an, an attack that was brought in to allow for the waging of a preventative war. So you slaughter people first in order to, to have a preventative war. Including killing off the children, because the children, according to Israel, end up uh, being rather angry, uh, seeing everything slaughtered off and their whole infrastructure uh, smashed to pieces, and they might fight down the road. So Israel is used to doing this kind of thing. And that was all in the papers back at the time, by the way, if you get the old old uh, Israeli newspapers. And that became America's policy, too. And it says here, they were also able to convince much of the American public that Saddam Hussein had something to do with the attack of 9-11, despite the fact that no evidence of a link had been uncovered. Consequently, many people supported the war on the basis of, one, a policy that has no legal basis in international law, and two, a totally unfounded claim of Iraqi guilt. So see, that came out during an inquiry that had nothing to do with 9-11. And they even did a poll in Canada because Canadians knew that it uh, had nothing to do with it. But within a year, the, the poll said that the media in the U.S. had carefully 
through little bits and pieces they put out there. Over a year, they could convince the Americans subconsciously that uh, Iraq, Iraq had always been behind 9-11. Just like, again, 1984. Uh, who are you fighting today? East Asia, West Asia? Oh, it's West Asia. It's always been West Asia. Orwell understood this stuff very well. He says, what most people do not know, however, is that certain high-ranking officials in the Bush administration had been working for a regime change in Iraq for the past decade, long before terrorism became an important issue for the country. In 1997, they formed an organization called the Project for the New American Century, or PNAC. They sought the establishment of much stronger U.S. presence throughout the Middle East and Iraq. Saddam Hussein had been their number one target for regime change. Members of this group drafted and successfully passed through Congress the Iraqi Liberation Act. A beautiful name, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's psychological warfare right there. Iraqi Liberation Act. So they were going to invade and actually said that to the, the PNAC group. They were going to spread democracy across the world by forcing it on them. So in other words, we're going to war and conquering them. The Iraqi Liberation Act, giving legal sanctions for an invasion of the country and funneled millions of taxpayer dollars to Hussein opposition groups called the Iraqi National Congress and the Committee for the Liberation of Iraq. Now, since then, they've done the same thing, the same group, uh, regardless of party, it's the same group behind it. Um, forget your front men. Uh, the guys who are behind the front men are far more important. They're continuous through parties. But uh, as I say, uh, they've done the, the, the same thing, uh, exactly that. They've, they've, they've had to spread democracy, as I say, through uh, Libya. That's been flattened. And uh, they certainly have smashed uh, uh, Iraq to pieces. It's, they bombed all of its infrastructure to pieces. It'll never, ever have a, a, a first world status again. And they want to do the same now with Syria, too. And that's the same agenda, as I say, that, that uh, Israel published in its own papers at the time. Anyway, the PNAC philosophy was formed in response to the ending of the Cold War hostilities with Russia and the emergence of America as the world's only preeminent power, superpower, claiming that this is a strategic moment that should not be squandered. Members of the PNAC say that Americans should use this, this position to advance its power and interests into all areas of the globe. They're talking about financial interests with big corporations. They believe the time is ripe for establishing democracies. Democracy means, means the same systems, they say. Uh, with uh, the top private central banks being placed in, getting the countries into debt, getting the IMF to run the countries and, and the debts for the World Bank and, and uh, the BIS, Bank for International Settlements, and so on and so on, and running the world properly by the ones who should run the world, which is the richest folk in the planet. So the PDAC members in the Bush team included Vice President Dick Cheney and his top national security assistant, I. Lewis Libby, Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld, Deputy Secretary of Defense Paul Wolfowitz, National Security Council member Elliot Abrams, Under Secretary for Arms Control and International Security John Bolton, and former Chairman of the Defense Policy Board Richard Parrell. Other PNAC members exercising influence on U.S. policy are the President of the Committee for the Liberation of Iraq, Randy Schoonerman, and Republican Party leader Bruce Jackson, and current PNAC Chairman William Crystal, Conservative writer for the Weekly Standard Jeb Bush, and President's brother and Governor of Florida, is also a member. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 
Hi folks, we're back cutting through the Matrix Talking about the PNAC group Which is still running the system They're on the left wing too, of course Under freedom for the defense of democracies Which has forced democracies through slaughtering folk And, and forcing it on them Anyway, it says here that uh, the campaign to overthrow Hussein was unsuccessful during the Clinton presidency in early days of Bush term, but on 9-11 they found the event they needed to push for the overthrow of Hussein. Within 24 hours, both Wolfowitz and Cheney were calling for an invasion of Iraq, even before anyone knew who had been responsible for the attacks. Well, they all knew themselves. It was an inside job. Individuals who now belong to the PNAC have been influencing White House policies since the Reagan era calling for coups in Central America and claiming that a nuclear war with Russia could be winnable. That was the MAD, Mad Mutual Assured Destruction. Richard Perle is one of their most prominent spokesmen. He and Michael Ledeen of the American Enterprise Institute is currently lobbying for a war with Syria and Iran. This is in 2000. have adopted a stance that they call total war. The ability to wage multiple simultaneously war around the globe to achieve American ends. It's not American at all. Recently, Perl commented on America's war on terrorism. Two stages, or no stages, he said. This is total war. We're fighting a variety of enemies. There are lots of them out there. All this talk about first we're going to do Afghanistan, then we'll do Iraq. This is entirely the wrong way to go about it. If we just let our vision of the world go forth and we embrace it entirely and we don't try to piece together clever diplomacy, but just wage a total war, our children will sing great songs about us years from now. I wonder what country he was talking about. Members of the PNAC are so self-assured that they're advancing America's best interests and that they publish policy papers specifically outlining their plans, plans that may fear, uh, many fear may be laying the groundwork for a third world war. Their ideas are peculiarly atavistic, considering the friendly ties that have been forged between most of the major nations during the past 10 years. The central policy document is entitled Rebuilding America's Defenses, RAD. Published in their website at H, I'll give you the website too, I'll put that up tonight. And um, it outlines a plan for American hegemony in the coming years, pinpointing problem areas of the world and suggesting regime change of unfavorable governments so that eventually the whole world will be unified under the banner of American democracy. It's funny that America is supposed to be a republic too, isn't it? But everybody's forgotten about that. And... Um, it says, already we're seeing evidence of PNAC influence on U.S. foreign policy. For instance, the concept of homeland defense comes straight from RAD, Iran, Iraq, and North Korea nations that George Bush calls the axis of evil are listed together in RAD several times as possible military threats to the U.S. There's a suggestion that the military spending be increased to 3.8% of the GDP, exactly the amount over and above present expenses for the Iraqi campaigns. This is but the the proposal for the next year's budget, this basic statement of policies uh, bespeaks and advocates the very essence of the idea of preemptive engagement. It's more across the whole world under any pretext. Bush's National Security Strategy of September 20, 2002, adopted PNAC ideas and emphasized a broadened definition of preemption. Since we have already uh, hearing, are already hearing accusations against regimes in Iran and Syria, uh, will they be slated for next for invasion? The document is written with all of the single-mindedness, unilateralism and inattention to international ramifications with either friend or foe that the Bush administration displayed in its current build-up for war with Iraq. There is even assertion of the necessity of American political leadership overriding that of the United Nations, a policy that was sadly played out when the U.S. invaded Iraq 
without the approval of either the UN or the international community. Then it goes on about rebuilding America's defenses. And this is, I believe, that rebuilding America's defenses is a must-read for anyone concerned about the future of our planet. Since the document is over 80 pages long, I could do a summary of its major ideas in order to make it more accessible. And it goes through Pax Americana, outlining the rationale for global empire. And not kidding, folks, this is from the, the, from the President's group. Securing global hegemony, uh, pinpointing regions that are considered trouble spots for U.S. policy, and rebuilding the military, plans for expansion. That's what it was the drones now. They're all thought about them long before. Plans for expansion of the U.S. military might, and the future wars of Pax American, Americana, the rad vision of complete control of land, sea, airspace, and cyberspace. And they've got Total Information Network 2. This is for against all its own citizens, remember. As much as possible, I've used direct quotations followed by page numbers so the reader can consult the original. My personal comments are in italics. And it gives you the, all the, the further reading about PNAC and gives you lots of good articles from PNAC to read that make sense of what's happening today. And um, it's quite fascinating to see something written out of total tyranny, basically, by megalomaniacs, uh, uh, even before they had done a lot of it. Because most you know, madmen in the past uh, go, go just take it as it comes along, uh, as expand their empire. These guys actually wrote about it in advance, but the strange thing was it, it tallied completely with that of Israel's countries that they wanted the U.S. to take out all around the Middle East. And so we're on the same agenda, same agenda, same agenda, as I've mentioned before. So I'll put up the the PDF from the PNAC group itself. And this other group's uh, breakdown of it for you, for those who want to read it. Also, this article here too is interesting. It says, The crisis in Syria, Lebanon and Egypt, the plan to divide and conquer the Middle East and why all roads lead to Tehran. In other words, it's just a, an ongoing, it's the same agenda, the same agenda, folks, uh, that, that will end up going to Iran once they've finished all of their countries off, as I said, back in the year 2000. So you're living through an agenda. Everything, in fact, is happening. Even the bank crashes is all part of the agenda for you to become into austerity and for higher taxations uh, for, from, for, by the government to pay for all these wars that they're having. But uh, I'll put this article up tonight, too, and it's well worth the reading. And also, I'm going to put up tonight, too, um, articles to do with the U.S. putting up fake uh, reports and so on in the past, and the BBC in England also putting out stuff in the past where they, they used uh, attacks that happened in Iraq and they used the same photographs of children being left dead and so on and they've also used them uh, the same photographs and claimed that came from Syria. These were all exposed in the past as well. It doesn't make any difference though. See, truth doesn't matter when you're living through a war agenda. Truth has nothing to do with it. It doesn't really matter at all. So anyway, as I say, the military's new self-satellite uh, self-defense system is ready to go to space. Assets away, aerial-launched anti-satellite weapons are increasing concern for military planners, as depicted in the Righteous Artist rendering. It says, the new satellite defense technology is about to get its first real-world test in orbit. And while we naturally don't, know, uh, don't get to know much about it yet, the Air Force has confirmed that a classified satellite launching sometime in the near future will carry the awkwardly named Self-Awareness Space Situational Awareness System, or SASA. Like radar for satellites, the system will alert operators of potential space-borne threats to the satellite 
and perhaps even take kinetic action should a satellite become threatened. So that's just the, 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 the militarization of space again and, and space warfare. It goes again back to Regan's day. So it's still ongoing, of course, but it also has a lot to do with even more monitoring of the general populations down below. So I'll put that up tonight. Now, I've talked so much about using weather uh, warfare. It's been on the go for years now. There's nothing new about it. It's an old technology, of course. Lots of information came out when HARP was simply using it too. And we saw all the aerial spraying going on for years, till right up to the present time, as they use HARP tech, uh, technologies, not just based in Alaska, but they've gone across the world, but using it also to manipulate weather, either d- 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 dispelling clouds across areas that don't want to rain so they can cause drought, or else flooding whole areas where they want to cause floods, and that's happening all the time today. So we've been living under this now for years, this system. Remember, this technology goes all the way back to Teller, who invented the H-bomb. He said that if you can put metallic particles, barium, and, and various other substances in the air, sprayed across the air, and then put electromagnetic waves through it as well, uh, it would be far more conductive that, that to the actual electronic waves we're putting out there which they could then could really disrupt the weather and cause tremendous storms and everything. That's been happening, it's still happening, and you're living through it today, folks. But it says um, weather could now be controlled using lasers. They're adding lasers to it. They've actually had them for some time. Scientists are attempting to control the weather by using lasers to create clouds, induce rain, and even triggering lightning. Well, I've had it for years, folks. I've sat and watched some amazing lightning storms where you could watch them go, go on for, for hours. And you would see from the south to the north, it was like someone playing the keys of a piano and you know, just went along, brrr, one after another, you see. And it's quite, it's quite artistic, I must admit. And, uh, and it certainly isn't made by nature. It certainly is not made by nature. And I watched that happening for hours and hours and hours one night. It's quite fascinating to, to watch what they're up to. But uh, this, is, this is how far it's all going. You're not supposed to know all this at the bottom. You're supposed to forget all about it once you read it. Most people will actually. And and they'll, they'll go on with it more and more and more. Remember, too, that Brzezinski said, too, that weather warfare back in the 1970s is now far more lethal and destructive than the atomic bomb. Because no one knows who's using it. Back with more after this. This is cutting through the matrix and getting back to the cons are used constantly through the media. It's all on board with the, with the cons, of course, because all the top media are owned by the big barons who are members of the Royal Institute for International Affairs who are behind a lot of this stuff. In fact, it was their idea to bring in this new world order idea and they still run it today. And they give us all the top banks as well. Now, the... Um, there's an article that goes back to 2012 to show you the last time they tried to show a bunch of dead children in Syria, and it, it, it faked it. It says, BBC News, this is from the BBC article, it says, the BBC is facing criticism after accidentally used, accidentally, that's no accident about it. You, remember the BBC is a British Broadcasting Corporation that works for the government, they're paid by the government. It says, facing Christmas, after accidentally used a picture taken in Iraq in 2003 to illustrate the senseless massacre of children in Syria. 
And luckily it was the, it was the guy who owned the copyright to the photograph, a professional photographer who noticed it and brought it to the attention of the public. And says photographer Marco De Loro said he nearly fell off his chair when he saw the image being used and said he was astonished at the failure of the corporation to check resources. Well, they didn't even bother it because they the picture, which was actually taken on March 27, 2003, shows a young Iraqi child jumping over dozens of white body bags containing skeletons found in the desert south of Baghdad. It was posted on the BBC News website today under the heading Syria Massacre and Hula Condemned as Outrage Grows. They're trying to get us all to invade them now. The caption states the photograph was provided by an activist and cannot be independently verified, but said it's believed to show the bodies of children in Hula waiting a burial. A BBC spokesman said the image, the image has now been taken down. No apologies or anything, you see, because it was meant to uh, use as a reason to go to war with Syria. Uh, this happens all the time, folks. Scenes, believing it's on TV, right? That's old. Watch Wag the Dog, the movie. It's fantastic. It shows you all the cons that they use. And they use all the cons in the movie when they actually attack Serbia. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You'll, you'll, you'll see all the cons in the actual movie. And um, this article, too, is to do with uh, British agents. Uh, this is how free we are today uh, under this new, the new freedom. Remember George Bush defined it, the, the new freedom? That's, these were his terms. Understand, these are legal declarations when it comes out with these things on, on national, international television. The new freedom. It's not the old freedom. Here's the definition of the new freedom. And new freedom is obeying all authorities and jumping to attention before they kill you. It says, in an attempt to halt the British newspaper's reporting on the National Security Agency, uh, the NSA, Britain's intelligence agency demanded that the Guardian newspaper destroyed computer hard drives containing documents from whistleblower Edward Snowden. The Guardian's editor, Alan Rusbridger, said two agents of the GCHQ, Britain's equivalent of the NSA, showed up at the newspaper's office in London and oversaw the destruction of the hard drives. He added that the move was part of an ongoing attempt by the government to intimidate the newspaper into ceasing its reporting on NSA activities. Rusbridger told the BBC News that given that there were other copies that we could work out of America, it says which has better laws to protect journalists. Well, they had until recently. I saw no reason not to destroy this material ourselves rather than hand it back to the government. I'll put this one up tonight too to show you how free we are under the new freedom, you see. The new freedom is to simply obey. Uh, that's it. That's it, folks. Also, climate theories crumble as the data and experts suggest there's global cooling going on. Well, no kidding. Right? I'll put that up tonight, too, for those who want to see. And, of course, in Fukushima, this is disturbing thyroid cancers rise in Fukushima children. And that's one of the first symptoms you'll always get with ongoing high radiation content, as, as, as this very, very thing happening, amongst other kinds of cancers and so on. But it says an official, um, or six minors in the Fukushima prefecture who were 18 or younger at the time of the March 2011 nuclear disaster have been diagnosed with thyroid cancer since June. Ten other children are believed to have developed the same form of cancer at the time period. So it's, it's, it's happening the same as it happened in the Ukraine uh, when, of course, uh, or, or we saw it when the Russian, the Russian reactor went up two years ago. Same thing happened. Tremendous outbreak uh, of thyroid cancers, and many other cancers too, by the way, folks. 
Now, everyone's watching the great rah-rah thing for fracking, which sounds wonderful. We'll have more energy. No, the elite will have more energy for the future because they're, they're fracking whole uh, ancient villages and so on across England right now. And this is about, you understand, we all, we've all to die off. All of us die off as the elite go on into the future with their own, living in a very high-tech society and lots of energy for themselves, vastly reduced population. But anyway, the latest, where it's morphed into now, the latest battleground, which I'm sure was worked out at the very beginning, uh, is, is they're now fracking for uranium. Now, you want that, you're drinking water too, right? It says, no two of uranium energy co's uh, processing plant in Hobson, Texas is complete until the CEO, Amir Adnari, prize the top off a big black steel drum and invites you to peer inside. They are fill, filled nearly to the brim as an orange-yellow powder that the, e, the UEC mined out of the South Texas countryside is uranium oxide, U308, otherwise known as yellow cake. This is what they call it, yellow cake. This is the stuff that atomic bombs and nuclear reactor fuel are, are made from. The 55-gallon drum weighs about 1,000 pounds. And fetches about $50,000 at market. But when Danny looks in, he says he sees more than just money. He sees America's future. The U.S. is more reliant upon foreign sources of uranium than on foreign sources of all, says Adani, who himself was born in Iran and looks out of place in South Texas with his sneakers and Prada vest. America's 104 nuclear power plants generate a vital 20% of the nation's electricity. Back in the early 1980s, the U.S. was the biggest uranium mine in the world, producing 43 million pounds a year, enough for nuclear utilities to source all the fuel they needed domestically. But today, domestic production is down to 4 million pounds per year. So they give you the, the, the reasons they're going to do it to make you go, oh, well, you know, I guess we need it. Uh, but the fact is... It's big, big business, folks. And, and believe you me, you're, you're not supposed to be around for too long, all of you. The old type have to die off under their big agendas as they go off into the future once the world totally conquered. And under Agenda 21, you've all been crammed into cities. Uh, they're all decaying, of course. Most of you are already going sterile anyway, and you won't have children. The ones who are fertile don't want the children. They just abort them. And um, you'll die off up to the year 2050. All the big think tanks go into about the year 2050 for the, the, the levelling out of the planet's population and drastic reductions. As elite go on. Now, they won't be drinking water around areas uh, that's been fracked for uranium, guarantee you. Just like they don't eat the GM food that you're forced to eat as well. But um, that's the way it is, folks, and under the new freedom. You're living through an agenda and you're supposed to all die off down the road. It's very simple. And also uh, an article to do with funeral home whistleblower exposes industry scams that pillage the vulnerable families. Anonymous funeral director in Obama speaks out about how funeral homes take advantage of families and rip them off during some of their most difficult and vulnerable times. I saw an article a few years ago in, uh, about a lawyer, a family of lawyers, intergenerational lawyers, who were packing it up to buy big, big funeral homes where you can have to put ten funerals at once in those massive palaces they build because it's awfully lucrative. But the money they create from it is just, just astonishing, actually. And no one questions it at all. Uh, everything in grief and all the rest of it. But this article goes into how they, they con billions of people out of their hard-earned money while also creating health and environmental risks. The recent anonymous funeral home worker has posted in-depth, graphic and highly accurate depictions of the funeral industry's dark side. 
blows the whistle on how loved ones' bodies are mutilated, how human fluids, organs, and toxic and banning fluid flush directly into the sewer system, and that's true. He also discusses the psychological manipulation that many funeral directors engage in, forcing people to pay for things they don't need and can't afford. And then they go into all the different cons that they use when folk are grief-stricken. We live in a rather disgusting age, folk, where you, winners go, go for broke. They have no morality. And that's what it takes to be a winner. You seem to have no morality and just rake in the cash. And hopefully you'll get up there amongst the folk who go off in the future, you see. Uh, and you won't be left behind and die with all the rest. And that's what's really going on today. That's really what's going on today, folks. And that's the world we live in. Everything's planned ahead of time, uh, including all of us, what's to happen to us. And uh, it's just astonishing that the public are, are so confused with the bombardment of media and entertainment all combined together until everything's surrealistic to them that is actually going to work rather well uh, on behalf of those who manage the system. You've got to reclaim your mind. Reclaim it as yours to start with. And start trusting your own instincts. You don't need other people's opinions. Just look at all the evidence, folks, and come to your own. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God, or your God's goal with you. <laughs>